Matthew 15, verse 21. All right. And it reads, it says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a woman of Canaan, underlined that Canaan, woman of Canaan, came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. Now stop right there now because you got to understand this. A lot of people say, well, I wish Jesus was here. No, you don't because you couldn't handle him. You'd be just like, you know, um, the folk were trying to do him back then. They were trying to stone him and trying to steal him and trying to kill him. Why? Because Jesus didn't say what was popular. He said what needed to be said. All right. So he, this woman comes to him asking for his help, you know, and he just ignored her. He just ignored her. Y'all know how I feel when somebody ignores you. It don't feel good, do it? All right, but she didn't stop. So they keep reading. It says, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away, for she cried after us. But he answered and said, watch this, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of what? It was very clear. He said, basically, he was telling, I won't send for you. Because, you know, this woman was a Gentile. She was a Canaanite. You got, she was not a Jew. You got, so Jesus was telling him, listen, your, your daughter being sick, they ain't got nothing to do with me. Because I won't send for you. That was like if somebody comes, if, 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 if you come in here and your, your child was sick, you got it, and we had a doctor in the house, but the doctor in the house was just to serve the people in this, in this house. You got it, and you came in here and you asked the doctor, you said, well, doctor, can you help me? You got it, and then the doctor turned and you said, no, uh-uh, I'm not here for you. I'm just here to help the folk that I'm sitting here for. You got, now, how would you feel? I'd mess you up. My daughter's sick. I just need some help. Oh, let's keep going. Let's keep going. All right. Verse 5. Then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. Hold up. Now, he told her he wasn't sent to her. You got it. In so many words, he wasn't going to help her. But she still came to him and fell down and worshiped him. See, most of us, now let's talk about this in real life, and this is where people miss it with the Bible. You, the Bible has to become, a, become alive to you. You got it. Most of us, if somebody would have handled us like that, well, we'd have said, man, forget that. I don't need you. I'll get my own daughter healed. You got it? But you would have you walked away, and you would have missed something. All right, let's keep going. Uh, verse 27. No, verse 26. But he answered and said, watch this. It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. Now, we, that's insult upon injury. You got, so now I'm going to take what's for the Jews and I'm going to give it to a non-Jew. Right? Now, this is what he was saying to her. And she said, truth, O Lord. She said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's what? Table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, I'll align this next statement, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. You got it? Now, what I'm trying to do is I'm, I'm just trying to build my case. Just stay with me. We're going to go through some scripture. But out of this, I, I want you to see something because we see a woman who had no covenant with God 
access something that wasn't even for her by faith. That's, that's very powerful. Now, because Jesus said, I ain't here for you. But she still got what she needed from God because she had faith in God. So it's amazing, it's amazing what your faith will do for you. All right? Now let's keep going. Go, go to Acts 9. But what I want you to get out of that is I, I need you to understand that when Jesus walked the face of the earth, you got it? He did not come for the Gentile. He died for everybody. But he didn't come for the Gentile. He came for the Jew. All right? Now go to, go to Acts 9. Acts 9, verse uh, 15. Acts 9, verse 15. Uh, let me see that one. Yeah. I'm going to give you some background so I don't have to read all of this. Now, this is, this is the account basically where uh, Jesus meets Paul on the Damascus Road. You got it. He, he gets blinded by the light. You got it. Then he goes. Um, the, uh, the Spirit of the Lord sends him to this guy's house, and now this guy's going to lay hands on him, going to open his eyes, and all of those kinds of things. But in verse 15, he makes this statement about Paul. He said, but the Lord said unto him, watch this, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, watch this, to bear my name before the what? Before the Gentiles and kings and the children of what? Israel. Now, when I was reading that, because I've never read it, it messed me up, because I thought Paul was sent only to the Gentile. But it's very here in this scripture that, yes, he was sent to the Gentile, what, first, but he also had a ministry, watch this, to the Jew, whom he was. All right? Okay. All right, let's keep going. Let's go to, go to Acts 10. Now, we're going to have to read a little bit here. Acts 10, verse 1. Somebody say, stay with him, stay with him. Well, don't go to sleep because uh, I got, but I got to lay the foundation before we get into what I want to get into. Acts ten and one. We're going to read one through sixteen, and then we're going to read thirty-three through forty-eight. Acts one uh, through sixteen. Acts ten. Oh, it's my fault. Acts ten one through sixteen. It says there was a certain man um, in Caesarea called, called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. Now, you got to understand, this guy Cornelius was not a Jew. All right? And a, listen, when you see the word Gentile, you see the word heathen and all that kind of stuff, basically it's talking about somebody that's not a Jew. So now watch this. If you, if you were, if, listen, if you are not a Jew, you got it, and you weren't saved at this point, you will be called a Gentile or a heathen. All right? Basically, simply put, Somebody who didn't have a covenant with God. All right. So it says, verse two, a, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodges with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. All right. Underline that part right there. He says, now watch this. Peter going to tell you what you need to do. Verse 7. 
And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh into the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And saw heaven open, and a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had, had been a great sheet knit at the four corners, and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill, and what? Eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God has cleansed, that, that called not thou common. This was done three times or thrice, and the vessel was received up again, up again into what? Heaven. All right? Now, drop down, drop down to verse um, 43. So let, let's talk about this. So you had this Jew. You, you, so you had this Go to Acts. Let me, let me, I'm not going to say that there. Go, go to 33. Let me read. 10.33. Acts 10.33. Acts 10.33. All right? So now we, we skipped a lot of it. You can read this on your own. But then, you know, what you have is you have this account unfolded. Now Peter's going to leave where he was, and now he's going to go to um, Kenea's house. So we're going to pick it up in verse 33. And it says, Immediately, therefore... I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore are we all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respect of what? Persons. All right. So now we have a Jew in the house of a Gentile getting ready to give them the gospel, which you got to understand in this time, Jews did not associate with what? Gentiles. They called them unclean. All right? But now we see God sending a Jew to a Gentile's what? House. All right? Verse, verse, 30, verse 35. But in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by who? Jesus Christ. He is Lord of who? All. That word I say, ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began, from, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. All right, underline that, doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was what? With him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him, Jesus, God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all people, but unto witnesses chosen before God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which were ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name 
whosoever believeth in him shall receive the remission of what? Sins. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the what? Word. And they of the circumcision, or the Jews, which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the who? On the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain what? Certain days. So now we have this account. Basically, we see a Gentile, a person who has no covenant with God, hearing the gospel. Because if you was reading what I was, you were reading with me as I was just reading, what he did is he preached, watch this, Jesus crucified and raised for the remission of sins. All right? That's the only way salvation comes. That is, that is the gospel. So we see the Jews Hearing the gospel, I mean the Gentile, a Gentile family, hearing the gospel, watch this, the Holy Ghost falls on them. You got it? And this whole household is saved. All right? Now go to Acts 11. Acts 11, verse 14. Now you go, we see, watch this, Peter now reporting to the other Jews what had just happened. All right? In verse 14 he says, who shall tell the words? Whereby thou and all thy house should be what? Saved. So now watch this. If, if a man is going to be saved, he or a woman going to be what? Saved. He's going to have to be in a place where he hears some words. What, what, what words does he have to hear? He's going to have to hear the gospel. All right? Now, let's keep, let's keep going. Go to the last verse. Go to Acts 13. Mm. Let me read 14 and F5. It says, he will give and explain to you a message by means of which you and all your household as well will be what? Saved from eternal death. So it's a message. The gospel, the gospel is a message. Somebody say the gospel, gospel. is a message. Yes. All right, Acts, uh, what did I say, 13? 13, 38. Well, just stay with me. It's going to make sense here in a minute. Acts 13, verse 38. It says, Be it known unto you therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of what? Sin. Who is this man that's talking about? Jesus. Come on, y'all. Do y'all just don't want to respond to me or y'all don't know the answer? Okay, well, let's talk. Come on, give me some feedback. Talk to me this morning. Talk to me, talk to me. Verse 39. And by him, all that believe are justified from what? All things from which ye could not be justified by the law of what? Moses. So he's telling now, now watch this. The law could make you right with God. All right? But this man, Jesus, can. All right? Verse, uh, verse 40. Beware, therefore, lest that come upon you which is spoken of in the prophets. Behold ye despisers and wonder and perish. For I work a work in your days, a work which ye shall in no wise believe. 
though a man declare it unto you. So he says, even though somebody declare it to you, talk to the Jew, you ain't going to believe it. Okay, praise the Lord. It's amazing. You got it. You can give somebody the word and they don't believe it. Okay, okay, okay keep going. Verse 42. Watch this. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles. Stop right there. Ho, 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 ho. So now in this dispensation in the church, what you have happening is you have Jews and Gentiles together in the synagogue. Now, listen, this was not the case, watch this, before Jesus. Because Jews, didn't, they didn't even deal with Gentiles. But now, we're sitting here, we're reading, we're reading an example right here, where you see Jew and Gentile together in the what? In the synagogue. Or, you know, y'all synagogue church building, just like this is this church building. All right? <laughs> now. Verse, well, I say verse 42, with the Gentiles, watch, and when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them, the what? Next Sabbath. So the Jews left, Gentiles stayed. What you talking about? I need you to come back next week and say this. All right? Now, but the Jews, they already left. They don't care. You know how I joke, you know, when you, you somebody preaches something you don't care about, you got to go to the bathroom? You got yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever you so 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 you just left. That ain't watch you. They ain't even fuck me. I don't need to hear that. The main one saying they don't need to hear it. In most cases, the folk that the folk that think they don't need to hear something, you the main one need to hear it. Now keep keep going. So so now verse forty three. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. So the Gentiles got busy. Gentiles told them, come back next week. And them boys went out there and almost brought back the whole city. Okay, well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Verse 45, but when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy. Mm. Ain't it a... Boy, it's amazing. <laughs> they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. It sounds like some folks you know, don't it? Watch this. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. So he, now he talked about the Jews. He said, now it was necessary that the word be spoken to you what? For, Y'all got the word first. Watch this. Uh, but sin, ye put it from you and judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life. Lo, we turn to the what? Oh. So he says, watch this. See, we had, we had to get this word to you what? First. But you know what? You despised it. So it says, because you despised it, now we're going to turn to the folk who have no covenant with God. Yeah, for as, verse 47, for so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentile. Underline that word. Now, remember, what we're talking about is we, we, we're talking about Gentile just simply means somebody who has no covenant with God. All right? So everybody that's in here saved, you're no longer a Gentile. 
Because you have a covenant with who? God. But there are some folk out there, watch this, who have no covenant with God that you are supposed to be a light to. Yeah, we finna, I'm getting ready to get into what I want to get to. You got it? So, so the ones that have the covenant with God are supposed to be a light to the ones who have no covenant what? With God. You got it? But what we see with the Jews is what the ones that were supposed to be a light, they despised it. All right? Light to the Gentiles that thou should, 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 should it be for salvation unto the ends of the what? Earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were what? Glad and glorified the word of the Lord and as many as were ordained to eternal life, what? Believe. Now go to Matthew. Come on, stay with me. Go to Matthew 5. Hunt your neighbor and say, I'm supposed to be a light. Come on. Now, now, now hunt him again and tell him, say, you're supposed to be a light. All right. Now, now. Come on. Come on. Now, Coach, Coach, now, and somehow, somehow, in the church, we don't let that slip. Well, that slip. Church ain't being a light. Matthew 5. Matthew 5, uh, 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 13. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Come on, come on, come on. It says, ye are the salt of the what? Earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be what? Salted. It is this forth. Good. Ho, 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 ho. See, no, 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 see, no. This is, see, if, people think I just be saying stuff on Sunday just to be saying it. No, I make this comment, I say, well, if you ain't going to do nothing for the kingdom, die. After you get saved, die. Well, Jesus just said, watch this, if you ain't going to be light or you ain't going to be salt, you good for what? Now you got to ask yourself a question. What you good for? Are well, we going to talk about this? Because you got a whole, of, whole lot of folk that's saved in the church that are good for nothing. No, this going to get real good. Just stay with me. Come on. Come on. Now you got to ask yourself a question. Am I good for nothing? See, this is a personal question. This ain't, don't be thinking about somebody else. No, are you good for nothing? Watch this, watch this. Uh, oh, I'm going to stay, come on. Let me say, zip my lip. Verse uh, four, 14. You are the light of the what? World. A city that is set on a hill cannot be what? Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a what? Candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the what? House. Watch this. Verse 16, here's the verse. Let your light so shine before what? Men, that they may see what? Not that they may see what? Underline that. So now what he's saying, that listen, your light shining is your what? Your good works. So now if you're not doing no good works in the earth, you're not a light shining. 
See, because a lot, you, you got to ask yourself a question. Am I doing any good works or am I just doing what's beneficial for me? See, your good works and glorify your father, which is in what? So this is what he's saying. He's saying folk in this world that have no covenant with God, watch this, they ain't going to see you speak in tongues and glorify God. No, what they're going to do is they're going to see what you do. And then your doing should bring glory to who? Now, and this is what you ask yourself a question. Is my doing bringing glory to God? Uh, come on, go to Acts 9. Come on, not, not Acts 9. Go to, uh, oh, go to Ephesians 2. Hmm. So, good works are supposed to be done by us, but they don't save us. All right? Don't get it mixed up. But good works are supposed to be a part of the believers, watch this, everyday life. Even though good works don't save the believer, they are supposed to be a part of my life. Now, what I got to do is I got to ask myself a question. Have I been doing any good works? Or have I just been working that that I want to do? Praise the Lord. Well, well, let's, let's go to Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Ephesians 2 and 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works, which God had before ordained that we should what? So I was created, watch this, to do what? So if, if the person that was created to do good works, that is not doing any good works, they're just like salt that has lost its saltedness. So means, watch this, just like the salt that ain't salty is no good or good for nothing. The believer who doesn't have any good works. No, y'all scared to say it. Don't be scared to say it. Good. Now, I know this is what God said. Good for nothing. So you got to ask yourself a question. No, no you got to ask yourself a question. All these folk in here believing for long life. Why? What are you standing on? Because you ain't about no good works. You about your work. Oh, let's work with this. Let's work with this. Yeah, that's okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What else? What, 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 what I say? Ephesians? Go to 1 Timothy 6. Come on, 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy, praise the Lord. Oh, see, I'm first partaker. The Lord had to deal with me first. Yeah. But listen, I, listen, I ain't going to flinch when the Lord, when the Lord speak to me. What I'm going to do, if I ain't doing it, I'm just going to start doing it. That's why I ain't going to sit here with, I ain't been doing no good work for five years. No. No, I ain't going to think about what I haven't done. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to start doing what it is I have not been what? Doing. I don't take no condemnation. You got it? But what I do is I don't keep on driving a car on a flat tire. 
That's a fool. No, that's a, that's a fool. You know the tie flat, and you just gonna keep right on driving. Now you are gonna bend the rim. So now, 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 come on now. First of all, you only needed a tie. Now, cause you won't keep on driving it, cause the tie flat. Now you need a what? Rim. Now you gonna keep right on driving it on the rim. You are gonna break the axle. So what would it cost you? What fifty dollars? Hundred dollars for a tie? You done broke everything. You done messed everything up. May cost you five hundred dollars. That cause you won't be foolish. Come on, First Timothy six. Come on, praise Lord, praise Lord. Oh, somebody say this Bible. Come on, First Timothy six seventeen. Watch this. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high minded. Come on, ho ho ho. That cause you got a little something. Don't get your nose up in there. Come on, you know, you're, you're no, 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 you the, you got a little change in your pocket, now you don't want to speak to nobody. Come on, you're out here trying, when you had nothing, you're trying to talk to everybody. Now you got your little job, got your little car, you know, I asked you to come in here, man, can you move that, man, I ain't finna get that on my suit. You just couldn't afford a suit. My God. My God, my God. Yeah, 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 but now you done got high-minded. Now, you got to understand that this to the church. So now, you got to understand this. Listen, Doc, that there should be some rich folk in the church. But the rich folk in the church need to be reminded of something. Don't you get high-minded. Okay, praise the Lord. Let's just talk about what you charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not what? High-minded, nor trust, nor trust in what? Un- what? Ho, ho, ho. Y'all, you get that. Uncertain, which means, watch this. Riches and money can't be trusted in. Cause it's uns. Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, let's keep going. Come on, come on. Uh, 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 no trust in uncertain riches, but who? The living God. Watch yeah, here's the next thing. Who giveth us what? Richly, how many things? All things to what? So watch this. God don't have a problem with you enjoying what He has blessed you with. Now, if he's blessed you with a house, enjoy it. If he's blessed you with a car, enjoy it. If he's blessed you with a business, enjoy it. But don't you get high-minded. Okay, praise the Lord. Because some folks think God got this problem with them enjoying life. Maybe if you will start enjoying life a little bit more, maybe some people might start listening to what you got to say. Enjoy what God has blessed you with. Come on, verse, verse 18. Uh, watch this. That they do what? There it go again. Come on, we keep on going back. This word good. See, I want you to get this common, this common thought today. That believers are supposed to be about doing good. Yes. Yes. No, this should be this should be a characteristic of the believer. You got it? We should be about doing what? Good. Watch this. Uh, do good that they may that they be oh Jesus start over that they do good that they be rich in what good, good works uh oh Re- ready to distribute when it's time to give you, re- you ain't sitting by there Jesus here come the offering again 
thing. Y'all here come again, man. No, he says if you got it to give, you ought, you ought to be what? Ready to what? Come on, come on, praise the Lord. Because we're getting ready to give today. So get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> okay, okay, go by my leg, go by my leg. Watch this, be ready to distribute. Watch this, willing to communicate. Land in store, land up in store for themselves, a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on what? So watch this, my willingness to distribute and do good impacts my eternity. And it doesn't just benefit me in the here and now. It impacts where I'm going or what I'm going to be getting or what I'm going to be doing in eternity. See, and this is the, this is the falsehood we got to destroy within the church. Because folk think when they die, they're going to be flat, floating around in heaven all day. No, doc. No, you're going to be, there's going to be some rewards distributed, watch this, in heaven that some folk going to get. Watch this, the others ain't going to get. So I, I didn't see the way folks got to get, I don't know, it is, it mentality starts here where you get in your mind that somebody owe you something. Be it the government or whoever. You got, you got folk going to, they going to heaven thank God owe them something. No, he going to look at what you did in the earth. Then what you going to do, you going you gonna to file off on him? Yeah, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. Because he tell you, you ain't got to stay here. Now you can go to the other place. <laughs> what I say? Come on, come on. Go to Second Corinthians. Come on. Come on, Hunter David say, we should be doing good works. Good come on. Works. Second Corinthians 5. Second Corinthians 5. Uh-huh. Second Corinthians 5. Mm-hmm. Second Corinthians 5, verse 17. Come on, very common passion of scripture. All right. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Verse 20, uh, 17. Yeah, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. We're going to read the 19. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become what? New. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by who? Jesus Christ, and had given, un, given to us the ministry of what? Alright, this is what I need you to do. You need to understand, if you are saved, watch this, you have a ministry. Alright? If you're saved, if you're believing here today, you have a ministry. Watch this, and your first ministry, uh, I'm just seeing Terrell right there, but your first ministry, so I'm going to use you, but don't take this as a punch or nothing. You got it? So your first ministry ain't you up there on that keyboard. See what folk get in church, they go, well, what's my ministry? No, I'm telling you your ministry. Based on what the Bible says, the Bible says your ministry is the ministry of reconciliation. So that means as a believer, my ministry is to reconcile folk who don't know God to God. So I got to begin to ask myself a question Watch this. How good am I doing at my ministry? No, no, because this is what we got to talk about this now, Coach. Let's talk about this. If you were, 
if you were if you if you owned your own business and you had people that were in your business not doing their job, what would you do? Come on, come on don't be scared to say it. You fire. And you replace them, watch this, with people who would do their work. So this is what I'm asking you. Do God need to fire you? No, no, no. Do he need it? Because you ain't, listen now, you, you're doing all this other stuff on Sunday. But you ain't reconciled nobody to God in 20 years. This one take this way to church. Okay, praise the Lord. See, I'm trying to help you because I know what's coming down the pipe. You got it. so I need to ask, I need to ask myself a question. Have I been attempting in my life to reconcile folk to Christ? Or, you know, this here is my ministry. No, that's not your initial ministry. Your initial ministry is the reconciliation message. Verse 19. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto him what? Self, not imputing their trespasses unto what? Them, and has committed unto what? Us, the word of what? Reconciliation. This is where I get in the church that every believer is a minister. You got it? Because every believer has been given a what? Ministry. And your ministry is the ministry of reconciliation. I should be, watch this, actively involved in reconciling the unbeliever to Jesus. Now, this is what I got to ask myself. Have I been doing that? Now, if you haven't been doing that, come on, don't kick yourself. Don't get in no condemnation. Watch this. Just start doing it. Did nobody say you had to be perfect? Listen, watch this. You ain't got to go to theology school to do this. You ain't got to have no piece of paper. You know, you ain't got to do nothing. No, this is what, this, listen, this is what the Lord has entrusted with you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, go to 1 Corinthians 3. So the question, you got to ask yourself, how have I been operating in ministry? <laughs> if, I, if, if, if I was working for God, do he need to fire me? I ain't even made an attempt to reconcile nobody. I got, I got folk that don't have no covenant with God come to my house, sit to put their foot in my table every day and eat. And I ain't said nothing to them about Jesus. Ain't he presenting them the message? I think I heard Chris when I was coming in, coming in through the green room. You know, that, you know we, that Jesus loves you. We need to be telling folk, God ain't mad with you. Jesus loves you. He loves you so much that he gave his life for you. We need to be telling people this. And we need to be doing good works. So watch this. When our mouth not saying anything, our actions talking for us. But when people see your actions, you know, we're going to talk about this. Come on. Now, when they look at you and, you know, <laughs> and you, you a Christian, and they look at your actions and how you acting on your job, do they see Jesus or the devil? Who they see? Are your actions on your job? Watch this. Are they bringing glory to God? Or are they blaming 
or they're bringing shame to God. Because folks sitting there saying, I wish I would go to your church. Because it looked like your church would help you. It looked like your God would help you. It looked like that person who you call Jesus will help you before you can tell me about them. Praise the Lord. Now you're going to wonder why folk ain't going to come to church. Folk ain't coming to church because, you know, the believer ain't doing what they're supposed to do. Believer caught up in doing all the stuff they want to do. And then want God to bless what they do. We're going to talk about that real quick. Watch it. Go to first. What did I say? First Corinthians 3. 3. 13. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Come on. I'm going to get there. First Corinthians 3. 13. Uh, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, one more. First Corinthians 3, verse 13. It says, Every man's what? Work. work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by what? Fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. So, oh, so, so just because you did something that looked good. Don't mean it is good. <laughs> you know, somebody can do the right thing, but have the wrong motive. Come on. And what God is saying, see, you ain't going to be able to trick me with it because I'm going to try it by fire. And if my fire burn it up, watch this, you're going to suffer loss, but you still going to make it in. What? What's up? Verse what? 14, if, 13, every man's work, uh, verse 14, if any man's work abide, which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a what? So watch it. So if, if I had the right motive for what I've done, then God says I'm going to get a what? A reward. Somebody said that's a good thing. Okay, praise the Lord. Verse 15, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer Loss ain't never good. He shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be what? Saved. Yet so as by what? All right. Okay, keep rolling. Let's keep going. Go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 5. You know, everybody, everybody caught up in this thing thinking everybody going to get the same reward. No, you ain't. Because your, your, what you did didn't pass the fire test. It got burnt, slam up. No, because you did that so you can be seen. Not because you was trying to be a blessing. See, God said you may have tricked them. Come on. But you can't trick me. So I don't want you thinking you're getting a reward for something you did with the wrong motives. I don't know. Second Corinthians 5 verse 10. No, man, that's right. Watch this. Watch this. Second Corinthians 5 verse 10. For we must all appear. Oh, come on, come on. We must all appear. How many left are all? All. All y'all. <laughs> For we must. <laughs> well, we, I got to let y'all laugh or something, but y'all getting real tight now. Tense. I, I, I'm glad you ain't shooting no free throw for the winning game. We're going to lose. <laughs> hey, what's it? For we must all appear before the judgment seat of who? Christ. That everyone may receive the things 
done in his what? Body. According to he hath done, whether it be what? So now watch this. You're going to have to give an account to God for what you've done with this body. No, 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 come on, no, no, that's no trip. No, you're going to have to talk. You don't just get the walks in heaven. No, you're going to have to give an account of what you're doing with, your, what you're doing with this body. So here, now, go to my next scripture. I'm going to keep stuff lined up. Go to 1 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians 6. I'm going to stay lined up. No, because here, here's the problem. See, BC. The, the problem is, is just because we ain't got the answer now, we think we done got away. And that ain't the case. No, you're going to have to give an account for how you lived in this body. Now, so, so now if I know it's coming, I might as well get rewarded for it, not suffer loss for it. That wouldn't be smart, would it? See, you know it's coming. How many of y'all know everybody in here going to die unless Jesus come back? Everybody, so everybody in here going to spend eternity what? Somewhere. You got it? See, folk can praise you here and you can be condemned there. So it ain't about what folk think or what folk see. Because folk can see wrong. Shoot, you can fool me. But you can't fool God. But the thing is, is don't think you got away. You got it? So now what I want to do if, listen, if I find myself in this boat when I'm looking at this and I know I done done some stuff, then what I'm going to do is I'm repenting. No, God, I need for the blood to take care of this. Now, repent don't mean you sorry. Repent means you turn from. See, that's a confusion in church. You think that because you sorry. That word, no, sorry don't, sorry, no, sorry don't get nothing. God looks for repentance. So he looks for a turning away from doing the wrong thing to the what? Right thing. Okay, come on. What I say? 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20. What I say? No, I didn't say what I say. 1 Corinthians what? 5. I said 6. I didn't say. 1 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians 6, 20. Yeah. Watch this. 19. 19. 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the what? Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, which is what? Which you have a what? Watch this, God. Underline this next word. And you are not your own. Now, this, 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 this is major. This is major, boy. This is the hard one. Now, okay, let's look at use a natural example. Okay, say I have a car, and I let Lewis use my car. All right? Lewis don't own my car. He just what? Driving my car. Now, does that give Lewis the right to do whatever he want to do with my car? No. If Lewis going to go get my car painted, then what he need to do is he need to call me and ask me and say, Pastor, can I paint your car for you? You got it? And then I would tell him yes or no. But he just don't get to go Watch this, and paint my car, and then bring it to me, and tell me to just bless it. Now, and this is and this is what we're missing. This is what we're missing, 
Because I don't think we as believers, we really got this. We don't really got that. Watch this. We belong to who? God. So now this is what I told, I told them in Raleigh this morning. I said, this is what you do. Before you talk about somebody, then you go to the Holy Ghost and ask them, can I talk about them? No, 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 let's talk about it. No, no, you don't have the right to just talk about somebody because you don't belong to you. Now, before you get ready to fornicate, no, you go ask, go ask, go ask the Holy Ghost. I know I ain't married, but can I sleep with him? No, what? No, see what the Holy Ghost say. No, because you don't belong to yourself. No, let's talk about it. No, no, because this is what we're not talking about. See, because here's the confusion. We don't understand that we don't belong to ourselves. Now, before you get the equal opportunity rebuke, before you sit down and eat all that food and overeat, you, no, let's talk about it. Did you ask God? Can you have them two whole chickens? <laughs> See, but not this. I'm, I'm just trying. What? No. God, I'm trying to break a point. See, here's the problem. See, we really don't believe God owned us. Because if we believed he owned us, then we would ask him about stuff before we do it. But what we do is we just do stuff, then try to come to God. Which, watch this, that's putting the cart before the horse. And you got to reconcile this to yourself. You don't belong to you. If you say, now, if you want to belong to you, renounce Jesus today. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead and renounce him. All right? So now, now, now watch this. So, so, so since that's the case, watch this, you belong to him. So that means there should be some communication, watch this, between me and him about what I do, what I say, how I act, and how I live. You got it? Now, and, and we need to get this. So now, and if I'm saved and I belong to him, I should have some good work, works. Because folk going to see my good works, and then they're going to glorify God. Now, this hit home with me yesterday. You know, and I, I, I'm thinking, you know, I, w- I wish it was my idea, but it wasn't. It was Rick and Barbara's, you know, about doing the outreach yesterday. God, they did all the legwork. You know how folk will come to you and have a good idea, but then they ain't trying to do nothing to bring the past? Man, keep your mess. No, you're going to bring me an idea, then you be ready to pull off all the legwork to get it done. Got, so they went out there, they pulled off all the legwork, got met with the city, found two, two, um, two um, elderly people in the, um, in the community You got that needed help. One of them needed a deck built, their whole deck was rotten. Got it? They needed a deck built. Got it? The other one, the guy, he, you know, he's a sick, sick, uh, sickly guy, and his whole yard, I mean, man, his yard, I mean... It looked like a woods. You know, you couldn't even hardly see his house because of the woods. All right. So now, you know, we've been, you know, putting it out over the last couple of weeks. This is what we're gonna. This is what we're gonna do. Now, don't take no condemnation. You had stuff to do. I ain't talking. I ain't talking to you. I'm talking about ones that were sitting home. 
or doing what they want to do. Yeah. So what we have? Nine guys out of all the men in this church. Nine. But God blessed them, man. They took care of Rick, Bobby, Daniel. Took care of that deck. They got some finishing touches to put on next week. They're going to be done. Um, Chris, Thomas, his son, Mark, his son, me, Irvin. I get Caleb a little credit. He showed up late after practice. But, he should. <laughs> but anyway, we sit there. We took care, took care of that whole man's yard. Now, here's what happened. And they can tell you, we was out there. We were doing that man's yard. That man came out of the house. Praise the Lord. Praise God. God is so good. Thank this man come out of the house glorifying God. Why? Because of a what? Good work. Now, that don't benefit me because, listen, I only work in my own yard like that. Mark, come do my yard. No, 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 no. See, y'all, you, you're missing the point. You got it. I don't, need to, I don't need to do that for my own self. But in order to do a good work so that somebody will glorify what? God, I'll do, watch this, what I wouldn't even do for my what? Self. Amen. And see, and this is what we're supposed to be doing in the what? Church. It's not just about that. It's about you doing good works on your own. I'm not saying all y'all, y'all may be doing good works, but we, this is what we're supposed to be about. Doing what? Good works so that folk will see our good works and glorify our what? Father. And I, and I often wonder, and I ask God, you know, people that have resources and things and stuff like that, and, and they don't use their things and their resources to help others. But then you find a group of folk who have resources and things, and they always use their resources to help others, and it seems like they always get more resources. It's amazing that if, if somebody has said, well, we're going to pay you to do it, then I want that job. But what about when there is no natural pay? Are you willing to do a good work so God can get the glory. Now, here's, the, here's what you got to get about this. Watch this. The Bible says that when you're faithful with another man, come on, God will entrust you with your what? See, you want God to bless this, and you want God to bless that, and you want God to do this, but you don't care nothing about what God care about. You can care whether or not whether somebody gets saved. Come to church, hear the God. You can, yeah, I mean, come on, pick up here. You, you. And I'm not saying that's you. You see what I'm saying? But you can be like that. You got, but then we want God as soon as we got a need, as soon as we got something going on, as soon as we want something, well, God, well, well, I just need you to do this for me, God. I need you to bless me. I need you to do this. Well, God said, well, when is the last time you've done something about what I'm concerned about? And see, and maybe that might be the reason why some of y'all may not be getting some of the stuff you've been asking God. Because you have not been faithful with another man's what? First. And faithfulness is not something you pull off in the natural, but you despise in the internal. You know how your kids, you, you tell your kids something to do something, and they get up and do it. But then on the inside, they say, I'm doing it. But on the inside, I ain't doing nothing. 
You know, you're, where you're doing it, but watch this, you really don't like doing it. You despise it. See, God says that's not a good work because the motivation ain't right. So now that work, even though it was good in the natural, when I try, it's going to be burned up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Go to Hebrews 6. And this is our last scripture. I'm going to quit right here. We'll pick it up next week. So I got to ask myself a question. Is my life bringing glory to God? Is my life bringing glory to God? I want to live a long life, God. Why? What you doing with your life? Everything that you do. No, you got to. No, I'm telling you, man, I sat down when I was going through this. I studied for this this week after Wednesday. After the Spirit of God spoke to me about I started polling my life. And looking at how much of my life benefits me or the ones just closest to me. Or how much of my life benefits those who have no even connection with me. I had to ask myself that question. And y'all need to ask yourself that question. And if the answer came back like mine's come back, you need to change some stuff. No, you need to change some stuff. Now, if not, you good in the hood, praise the Lord. Do what you do. You got, but you need it. This is, this is self-examination. Paul said, let every man examine what? Himself to see whether or not he in the faith. To see whether or not he in the faith. And, and, the, and the problem in the church is as soon as something gets uncomfortable for you, you bail, you quit. Well, what about if it won't for you? What about if God had you in that uncomfortable position for somebody else? You were married as long as it was comfortable. But marriage became uncomfortable. It don't make no difference about my kids. See, I don't want to talk about stuff like that. That's why I told somebody, I ain't doing no more marriage counseling. I do marriage counseling on Sunday. You want to get a marriage counseling? Come to church on Sunday. I talk about it enough on Sunday. I know folks get tired of me talking about it. But I had to talk about it. Called Chris had her way in that she wouldn't have been with me. She wouldn't have. That's okay. She had to be uncomfortable. Sometimes you call to live with folk that make you. Okay, Jesus, glory be to God. Come on. Y'all scared to say her husband. Everybody, she, don't, she ain't gonna beat you tonight. Go ahead, you can say it. Oh, yeah. Make you uncomfortable, man, sometimes. Just, go, just because they make me uncomfortable, that don't, make, that don't give me a right to bail on it. I got to ask God. I got to talk to God. Now, if God say bail, what? Bail. bail. Run. Run for the hills. Because <laughs> he telling you you need to get up out of there now. He told you you need to go. You, got, you, stand, you sitting right there. But that joker there, a fool. He's going to kill your butt. You got it? <laughs> But, but, but the thing is, it's just because you're uncomfortable. That, don't give you, that doesn't give you a right. You got it? But we got, we, got, I'm telling, we, got to, we got to grow up in the church, man. Shoot, you, 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 you stay on the prayer team as long as you're comfortable. But as soon as somebody on the prayer team make you uncomfortable, I ain't praying no more. You find somebody else to pray. What? That's the crazy, but it happens all the time in the church. 
all the time in belief. Now, if why, this is what I'm trying to say. If we the church act like that, what in the world is the world doing? What is the world doing? Because we ain't no light. I mean, your, your life may not supposed to be comfortable. You ever thought about that? But you don't have a choice about it because your life don't belong to you no more. If you're a believer. Now, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give you a heads up before you die. So that when you stand before Jesus, you ain't shocked. You know, when Jesus get ready to put your works on that, on that altar and burn them up, you say, oh, your pastor told me this was going to happen. <laughs> and you see it just go poof, be gone. You say, I ain't, I mean, I ain't tripping. I knew about that. <laughs> you, got, you ain't sitting there looking at folks. Oh, Jesus, I can't believe. No, I already knew that was going to happen. Because I knew my motive behind why I did that. You got so I ain't tripping. You got it? But now you know. You got it. It's not just what you do. It's the motive for why you what? Do it. You got it? I need to be, I, my life needs to be a blessing to the lives of what? Others. Now, don't mean, don't mean, no, no. I'll get in that next week. Let me finish. What did I say? Hebrews 6. Because this is what we're going to get into now. Because now I got to show you now. Now, this is what I'm going to do now. Is I'm going to show you that there is a benefit in using your life to glorify God. See, that's what the devil don't want us to know. See, he wants us to think every time we, if we do stuff to glorify God, it's going to be distasteful for us and we ain't going to get nothing out of it. So that's why he keeps us from doing it. But when we understand that we do, when we do the things that God tells us to do, come on, God going to take care of us for doing it. In Job 36 and 11, he says, if you obey and serve me, you spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Well, he, God, he just going to say, you better obey and serve me. But he didn't say that. He says, if you obey and serve me, watch this, there's going to be some good for you doing it. So whenever you do what it is that God has called you and told you to do, like when you really embrace this ministry of reconciliation and you care about people's eternal state, then God says the man who wins souls is wise. Now, you ain't got to do them, but do a brief study in the book of Proverbs and see what's in a wise man's house. Wealth and riches are in his house. You got it? So, so you got to change your perspective about why you do what you do. All right? Hebrews 6 and 12. All right. It says, watch this, that you be not what? Slothful, but followers of them through faith and what? Patience. Inherit the what? Promises. There are some promises, there are some inheritances that we have. You got it? That have been given to us by God himself. But it's going to take faith, watch this, and patience. Now, patience, y'all know my definition for patience. Patience is not just the ability to wait. Patience is the ability to wait with the right attitude. See, a whole lot of folk been waiting for a long time and ain't got nothing. Why? Because their attitude stinks while they're waiting. You got it? So when I, put, when I put on patience, you got it? Watch this. I'm waiting. Watch this. But I got a good what? Attitude. So because I got a good attitude, I don't stop what I was doing in the kingdom. 
Even though I got a need in my own life, I continue to do things to bless the lives of what? Come on, others. You got it? Because now I done moved into some patience. Get a Lord a hand clap of praise. I'm done. I'm going to let y'all go.